So now that it's actually getting seasonably cold here in New England, we're starting to care about a new metric in our weather forecasts, wind chill. So wind chill is a sneaky SOB. It's the reason that the weather report says it's 45 degrees Fahrenheit, but it feels like your face is going to freeze off when you go outside. Or is it? Now I grew up a robust Maine girl, and I trekked through snow and ice and wind and rain, and yet wind chill warnings were always to be feared and always to be heeded. So if you get your daily weather forecast from an app like AccuWeather or Weather Underground, you might notice that they'll give you the temperature and then they'll say something like feels like or real feel and then presumably give you a much colder temperature than the one they stated. Now that's accounting for a factor that has come to be known as wind chill. So the wind chill index and the basic principle that governs it was developed in the 1940s by scientists in Weralp, Antarctica. They were trying to figure out why wind caused objects to basically get colder faster. So in order to do this, they stuck some water bottles outside and then measured the rate at which they were freezing in relation to how fast the wind was blowing. Now they were interested in this for science <laughs> and they were more looking at it in terms of like objects or tools in a cold environment, not people. They weren't measuring with Fahrenheit a temperature that would be relevant to humans because they weren't concerned with how this might affect people. So for decades, their wind chill chart was predominantly used by the scientific community. But in the 1960s, the military was trying to figure out how to better prepare soldiers to fight in cold climates, and they wondered if this wind chill could somehow be put into the context of temperature as it pertained to the human body. Namely, they extrapolated and turned wind chill into a measure that would approximate how long it would be before frostbite set in. Now the thing is, is that this was so not what wind chill had been designed for. <laughs> as the scientists who had originally come up with the concept kept trying to point out, they hadn't exactly done extensive research to begin with. They'd basically frozen some water bottles, like a couple of times, in Antarctica, which is an extreme climate, and not like representative of your hometown. They were watching weather people starting to use wind chill and more or less arbitrarily trying to warn people about their risk of frostbite on a given day, and they were just like, what the fuck? How did you, why? So finally, the National Weather Service realized that if they did want to use wind chill, which people seemed to like even though it was kind of meaningless, then they'd better actually do some research in humans and find out how or if the metric could really be applied to the human body. So they'd been operating under the assumption that if you know the temperature outside and you also know the wind speed, then you can somehow predict how long it will take you to get frostbite. So basically like A plus B equals Q. I mean, it'd be great if life was that simple, but it ain't. And that, my friends, is why wind chill is your favorite problem problematic meteorological measurement. Because wind chill as it is doesn't take into account any of the most basic factors that would determine your frostbite risk. Namely, things like how you're dressed and what your body composition is, because we all lose heat at dramatically different rates. And whether you're in an open rural area or in a city where buildings are going to block the wind, or whether you're walking against the wind or just standing around waiting for the bus. Like, all of that matters, and you can't just ignore variables because you don't care about them. That's a pretty basic scientific
scientific principle. So the research on real humans in wind chill did at least make it a little more reasonable. I mean, before people were off by tens of tens of degrees and it would be like ridiculous. So at least now it's a little bit closer to reality. It's still not a great metric, but those real field temperatures can actually help you to sort of brace to feel colder than the forecast might make you think without it. And that's really why the National Weather Service continues to use it because they know that it's an oversimplification. They know that it isn't exact and that it's not even particularly useful, but they still promote it and they still use it because people actually do look at it and sort of prepare for the worst case scenario. Even though it may not be as cold as the wind chill is actually suggesting, people are going to dress or behave or alter their time spent outside in accordance with it. Like when I was growing up and people were like, do not fuck with the wind chill fam. So I guess they just felt like when it comes to preventing frostbite, a little fear mongering goes a long way.